Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the 1878 podcast. Me, Ped, Andy Bush, and Dave Vitti, who's on location. That's how that's how committed to the show he is, that he's on location. He's picked up his silver mic and he's travelled to another country with it. You see, you see what I do for you? Because it's half term at the moment, so I'm not at home. I am on a little road trip. I'm in Edinburgh in Scotland, staying at my mate Graham's place I went to college in Warrington with. And uh, I thought I'd just escape for a few days and come up here and just have a little bit of a mooch. But I'm not daft, you see. I brought my mic with me because I'm a, you know, ever pro. committed pro for, for this podcast alone. Mm. And also uh, Everton are at home against Leeds on Saturday, which means it's a quite a nice little stop on the way back on the M6. I'm going to leave here Saturday morning. Hopefully I'll be good. I'll be outside the Spello at two o'clock and then uh, happy days. Can I, can I just ask, obviously we can see you here on the video chat, Dave, yeah. um, to try and work out your setup. Are you kneeling down with uh, um, your microphone <laughs> on a ch- child's chair? Or what, what's the setup here? No, okay, so the setup here, and, and, and by the way, it's taken me, and I'm, I'm glad you noticed, because I've actually spent the last half an hour working on this setup, because I'm not in my normal place. So I'm in the corner of the spare room, which is where I am I'm sleeping, thus being the spare room uh, house guest. But yeah. I have a bar stool, which is here, which is right. what the microphone is is leaning on. <laughs> I also have another bar stool, which is what the laptop is on, but I've wow. had to prop it up slightly with a pillow to create mm. a sort of flat surface. And then I am on uh, what's kind of like a, 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 a comfy corner chair, I suppose. Wow. But, um, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a kind of sideboard thing here. So. Dave- um, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but you're not on the run, sure. are you? You're not on the run, are you? No, no, no. no. Why, in a do, safe do, I, house? Do, I, do I look shifty? A little bit. Yeah, no, I, I'm Did not. Did you forget I... to pay Sheila? Uh, you mean Gillian? <laughs> They're all Sheilas to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, incidentally, she put her prices up. But anyway, that's another story. Oh, that's fair enough, though. That's fair. I told my barber to put his prices up. I just didn't think it would yeah. last if he didn't. Yeah, but anyway, no, do you know what? I shouldn't talk about that here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just on, like, it is half-term for you guys, and Baz has gone to Tenerife, and I just want your opinion on this. 
he's not here, so obviously, you know, the commitment levels aren't there. Yeah, yeah. But he keeps on sending his pictures uh, through to, like, the, 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 the Toffee TV WhatsApp group of, like, you know, have a good show, boys. I bet yeah. you, you know, I wait, bet you wish you were here, you know, with just, like, a picture of on a sun lounge or somewhere. And just, like, I don't care. I didn't reply to your first message, and I ain't replying to your 50th message. I just don't care. I'm not asked. Mm. But what I'm thinking is, did I do this when I was away? And I just... It was, it's you know you just don't sort of think about it when you do it. You send a nice picture going, you know, when I was in New York, did I send pictures yeah. of New York going out? Hey lads, this is where I am. What's, uh, you know, not like not like trying to be boastful, just be like just trying to share the joy. Or yeah. you know, which one is he? Which I one think he. he? Uh, I, if I I think if this was Facebook with the amount of holiday spam we've been getting, I think I might have muted Baz by now. No offense to Baz, mm-hmm. I'd have taken him back off mute when he got back. But he's he's certainly spamming us with photos of. The latest one's palm trees. He's obviously lying down because the camera's looking upwards. I don't know if he's had a fall, but uh, he's, as far as the palm <laughs> trees, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think he's I think he's. I mean, showing off is a is a strong word, but I think he is letting us know that he is in more sunny climes and surroundings than than we are. Certainly, it's sunnier than it is in Edinburgh. That's for sure. But um, and you, you, you know, notice, I, I, by the way, I've not been spamming you with, you know, I could. Have, no. I mean, I mean, I could do. I've got some nice shots of the fourth rail bridge, which I took early this morning, which I can send through should you should require them. <laughs> uh, that would come across as a cry for help, Dave. I'd probably give you a call straight away. <laughs> <laughs> but the the other thing as well uh, for Baz, right? Was it fiddling whilst Rome burns? Everton are in in a perilous mm. situation, and what's Baz doing? He's uh, yeah sunning himself abroad. I mean, it's, it's outrageous. Yeah. On Monday, he basically messaged about half ten laughing that it was like somehow he was removed from the situation like suddenly he because he was on holiday he wasn't an evertonian it was like haha look at look at what that silly team did and pointing fingers at us again for not being in tenerife and not enjoying the sunshine and having to endure not only the british uh, weather in the winter but also evan um mm. i don't know i don't know how that's possible i don't know how that's possible to re- i mean fair play must be having a great holiday if you can actually remove yourself from <laughs> from from your life or that he takes this job so so much of a job now that he just Everton is just part of his job i don't know but fair play to him i'd love to do that i mean i'm i'm the i'm the silly person who went to florida once and didn't go to a nasa uh, shuttle launch and watched Everton lose three nil on a in a dodgy bar somewhere. So <laughs> that tells you what I'm like. I don't know. Mm. You say never, I'd never do it again, but I, but I probably would. You probably would, stu- I think, because yeah. I'm stupid. Mm. Mm. But let but let's turn our attention to that Merseyside derby, Dave. Um, I mean, nothing new, but it was again, once again, just another just another night to add to the Merseyside derby misery. Yeah, and I think for me. We know that Liverpool are miles ahead of us in every footballing sense and, and have been for some time. But I think it was just a fact that we, we didn't even get into them. You know, we didn't even give them a go. We know that they're we know that they're a better side than us. They've got better players than us. Um and obviously recent history would would show that and prove that. But it was just a fact that we didn't get stuck in because, you know, Arsenal are a far better side than Everton are, you know, and, and I mean, they're years away from us, but we gave it a go. And that's why we got that result, because it was a, you know, as we keep saying, it was a roll your sleeves up. It was a get into them. It was a dogs of war style performance, which we just assumed that would be replicated. I mean, if ever, you know, I mean, if ever there's a a game where you have to be up for it, it's the Merseyside Derby. So for them to not bring that level of commitment 
um, which for me is a is mandatory. You know, I mean that level of of, of work, like Sean Dyche said, sort of work ethic and commitment is an absolute must, and it wasn't there and wasn't there at any point i mean you know through the 90 minutes and and that's why i just think it was it was just all thrown away it was all just a little bit gutless and 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 very much flattening after having been buoyed up after the arsenal result isn't that just the way it always seems to be it was the same under frank and 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 this is the cruelty of being an evertonian is that you get these battling performances and you think, here we go, this is it, this could be the turning point. And then we we absolutely stack it in the next game. And they almost yeah. look like jaundice. I mean, there was a guy who tweeted actually on who I, I think kind of summed it up, a guy called Peter Guy, uh, at get, get Into This on Twitter. And you might have seen this. He said, Everton produced one of the worst Merseyside derby displays in living memory. Second to every ball, minimum effort, error strewn, zero attacking threat. Outbattled in midfield, poor goalkeeping, dire. The reality is this could be the last derby for quite some time. And I can't argue with any of that. It was it was terrible on all fronts. And I, I've watched Pickford's positioning for their first goal about 15 times. Like, I can't... I, I, and, you know, he saved our ass on a number of occasions. Yeah, but yeah. he was just weird that night. Something yeah, bizarre going weird. on with him in the defence. I don't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. I, f- I found that moment with Pickford so bizarre, and I can't explain it. That I'm not even going to try and think to explain. You know, you can you can you can pick up on people's errors in games, but I found that so bizarre that I can't even think about it. How yeah. how he how he even like it, it's like he just you know it, I don't know it's it's that thing when you know, when you're driving and you just don't see a car in the next lane, even yeah. though it's right next year. It's it, it felt a bit like that to me. It's like <clears throat> it's unexplainable how he did. I, I mean, it wasn't his fault. He was three against one, but I take both of your points there. It's just like both goals, though. Both goals from from us having them pinned in their penalty area. That's the worst thing about it. And you know, go back to that first goal. Mick, someone put it on Twitter the other night. Mikalenko's positioning for trying to close over on that right hand side when he left the two in the middle there, waiting to queue Mm -hmm. up to to stick it in the back of the net. It was just it was back to the Keystone Cops era that we thought we kind of hopefully seen the back of. You know. I think go back to both of your points again. It's to me, it's um, it's it's only going to be hard work and rolling our sleeves up that is going to get us out of this situation. Yeah, you know, if if if, massive... if 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 at all. But you're yeah, right, but that's you it. If, it. It is, isn't it? It's only going to be hard work that gets us out, and to see a performance like that, and that's what really worried me. I, I got accused of being <laughs> of going over the top after the game about it. There was a lot of people telling me it didn't matter. We'd already secured three points against Arsenal, so anything on Monday night was a bonus but I don't know how you can think like that if we'd been beaten you know and we'd given everything I didn't see a team give everything on Monday night and that's what really scared me in the Mayside derby Mm -hmm. and obviously not having Dominic Carvalhoon again and I go back to the conversation we had at the beginning of the season and me and you Dave uh, both agreed on this is that the boy's basically done you know as an as an Everton footballer and we have to move we have to move on from now and and I felt really sorry for Ellis Sims because he was massively thrown in the deep end yeah, but if that's the way you have to go forward, that's the way you have to go forward. I think. Um, did you did you watch long enough? Well, no, you you, you wouldn't have seen it. But um, unless did you see, uh, hear Gary Neville's comments right at the end? And I thought that actually he he summed it up really well. In so much as he goes, I keep hearing Evertonians talking about well, you know, when we get Dominic back and Dominic this and Dominic that, you know, and, and almost like he's going to come in and score the goals. And he goes, honestly, he goes, if you're waiting for Dominic Calvert-Lewin to come back, he goes, you'll be relegated. It's yeah, as simple as yeah. that. And it's he's absolutely spot on there with anybody that thinks that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is the answer yeah. to yeah. our plight. 
Um, yes, we want him back, and yes, we'd like him to weigh in with some goals, but we have got to find goals from other places um, without a shadow of doubt. We cannot rely upon him, and I think I think Neville's absolutely right. I think we'll be down if we're, if we're pinning our hopes on him. But it's all back to, I mean, we I think we identified this last week. We've probably talked about it a load of times on this podcast over the past few weeks, but it's all Goodison Park. It's going to be down to Goodison Park, this battle, isn't it? Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, they're going to have to absolutely rely on the crowd again the atmosphere um people getting stuck into tackles and i don't know what's happened to us away from home over over the past couple of seasons it's just uh we just don't it's get involved couple, at all Andy. it's not a couple it is it is um it's years now isn't it it's getting on to years of of but you know since since Moyes left um it's it's become years and years of just terrible away form and relying yeah. on the home form. And the more you rely on the home form, and more more people and more the games change, and you're not guaranteed home home wins anymore because of the, because opposition's tactics and stuff. It's um yeah it's 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 getting perilous, and that that really worried me. And I, I suppose now we've got two big home games um coming up um that we have to get secure maximum points from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, just going back to the away thing, I, I feel so bad, bad about it because you know, we, I've, I've not been to see Everton away that many times. I'll be honest with no, you. But I the, 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 the people who go, uh, they obviously a fantastic bunch, aren't they? Like real diehards, travel all around the country to go and watch them. So the fact that those that couple of thousand, few thousand, have been watching such bad performances over the years is, you know, makes my heart bleed a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I feel bad for them, uh, but no, it's huge. I, I feel like. We've got we've got an advantage in that we've done our blood sacrifice before the other teams down the bottom. So we've got yeah. Deitch in, and I do still believe he's the right guy. That you know, my God, even if he can't save us this season, he would get. He's in the best position to take us back up again. If God forbid we do actually go down, mm. so I feel like we're ahead of like Southampton and Leeds, who are now both looking around for managers and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like we've got the advantage there, but. Um, just this next game, the Leeds game, is just huge because they've got a they've got a correct. The, the the awful performance against Liverpool. Like, you know, Liverpool are on their ass a little bit as well. I mean, you know, it was still a long shot that we were going to beat them, but any form of normal performance, and we could have rocked them a little bit. So it's just a huge missed opportunity. And, you know, you're going back earlier on about, you look at the, the Arsenal-Liverpool games and almost writing them off. Well, we got the three points from Arsenal, so we're slightly ahead of where we thought we would be. But uh, it's all about progress and performance. And at the very least you expect from a Sean Dyche team that it is to get stuck in. And then when that's not there, then you start to really panic. And we went back to being incredibly slow and, uh, you know, not very brave with the ball and passing sideways and making mistakes. And, you know, Cody and um, Tarkovsky had a nightmare. And it seems to, the panic seems to spread through the team and people are making mistakes left, right and centre. So I think we've got a horrible little flashback at Anfield about uh, you know some of the darker times of the Frank Lampard era you know yeah it was that's it's really it's just that hard to explain I just I don't know how you explain going from a performance like that against Arsenal to a performance um against Liverpool and and you know even like you know they made a big thing about the running stats after the Arsenal game and 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 um you know how much how far we run but we actually outrun Liverpool as well on 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 Monday night, but it was too, it was mostly just trying to chase them round the pitch, yeah. Uh, which which tells you everything you need to know about the game, and they they shows you um, the stats of trying to use stats to to elevate the performance. But uh, you know, we I think we can put a line under that now, and and maybe that's what Sean Dyche needs to say. Right, 
that's how bad it is that we that it doesn't happen again. And maybe he sometimes I know it's sometimes it, it gets said every time a new manager comes in and you lose a game. That's what you use. That's your reality. The Arsenal game is not your reality. That was the reality, and we we go from there and 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 we try and um, pick apart that performance and try and learn from it and and say that's the standard on one hand of Arsenal. That's that that's the best you can be. And on the other hand, is Liverpool. We never do that again. Well, I mean, what frustrates me is that last last season, in terms of the fans' involvement and making, you know, that proactively making Goodison Park a bit of a fortress and all the blue flares and all that kind of stuff, it was like a humanitarian effort. It was like a, a Dunkirk spirit, the Blitz. Everyone rolled their sleeves up and did their bit to try and help out. And you never in a million years thought that here we are again now as we slide into the second half of the season, looking like you're going to have to start getting the tin helmets out again and make Goodison Park wear all the... The, uh, the the points are going to come from. And it looks like we are heading into that situation. And uh, the thing that was just depressing a little bit is that um, the Calvert-Lewin thing, I, I think it was like, right, he's going to come back and when we get him back, it's going to be okay. But I think obviously him not being available suddenly starting to dawn on everyone, as we mentioned a bit earlier on, that you know maybe yeah, relying on him is madness. And then if you haven't got him, then where else do you go? And it goes back to the absolutely insane recruiting uh, situation during the transfer window that it's negligence. And if we end up going down, it will be on, it'll be on that. They, they, they have been negligent in terms of not getting in enough cover. I mean, your job is looking at the roster. You know, if you're in American sports, you've got people who just, whose job is just to manage the roster and make sure they've got depth in different positions, whether it's American football or baseball or whatever. But like, how can you, how can you run a professional top flight, you know, sports team like Everton Football Club and, and go into a season with, with, with not enough, you know, dangerously low and thin cover in a particular position like that, like we have up front. It's mad. It just makes me so angry. Oh, we've gone over the, the board thing a million times and um, it will always come back to that, won't it? It will always come back to the situation of not buying, of not buying a striker. It's like every, every single time it's going to come back to that. And I know people question, um, you know, why fans protesting these things. But these these are the reasons, you know, these are the reasons not having having to put a young kid out on a pitch on a on a in a derby match. Um who that's like his he's had the kids had two senior starts. One was away at Chelsea and one was away in the Merseyside Derby. I mean, talk about a baptism of fire. I mean, uh, this is this is where we are as a football club, and and people wonder why you know people are people are angry about the situation. But but they also, I mean, the, the, I know he was forced into doing that. But normally, when, when a manager plays a, a player that's blatantly not quite ready yet in in, in a big game, that's normally a, a, a signal to the board and to everyone. Look, this is this is what I'm working with here. I felt like it was that wasn't what Deitch was doing, but he's been you know. No, I'm sure he didn't expect to be having to play Sims just yet, you know, in, in a massive game like the Merseyside derby, like on his own up front type situation. So um, it's just where where we're at. And I, I, I do, I always think back to like, you know, Deitch getting involved and taking on the job. Like, did he, did he know, did, was he told that they were going to try and bring people in and it just didn't pan out? Or did they, were they, re, you know, honest with him and, and said, look, it's unlikely we're going to be able to get anyone in this window. And I just, I just find it really confusing. I just... I find that the striker situation perplexing and it continues to be perplexing. And unfortunately uh, it, it, it will be what takes us down because you can, you can hold on in games like we did a bit under Frank and, and toughen up and, uh, you know, suck up the punches, the old ropey dope that we talked about before, but you, you've got to land a few punches at some point. Otherwise with, with the quality of premier league teams, it's just, you know, that kind of um, 
that flow of uh, attack is at some point it's going to get through if you constantly allow them onto you like you know we were kind of doing in the Liverpool game so it's a little horrible uh, you know glimpse into the future I think a little bit I'm just trying not to think about it in the meantime Dave has as 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 uh, is the case of Dave being on holiday as struck but he has just sent us a nice picture of what the fourth bridge does look like, Andy, which is... Um, let's, have, let's have a look. Which is fantastic. <laughs> let's have a look here one second. Is this comfort? There's a look. If Dave has taken that photo, um, that's an amazing picture. But it looks looks like uh, he's, he's taken that off the internet. I, I'm a little bit concerned. We, we've taken it on face value that Dave is in Edinburgh, but... He was just in a yeah, tiny he, room. I hope he's not being held he's against in a his tiny will. room. He could be in any travel lodge anywhere. He could actually be getting held hostage for all we know. And he he's genuinely be. just sent us a picture, which does look like it doesn't look like he took it. It looks like he stole it off Google. Yeah. To, and is claiming it. I mean, is that a, is that an issue now? Is that maybe what Baz is doing? Maybe Baz isn't actually in Tenerife. He's just been on Facebook. Is is this a yeah. classic, you know, classic ruse that he's He's actually not in Tenerife, and he's just getting gone on Facebook. Took some nice. Baz, by the way, Baz is in none of these pictures. By the way, that he's took. This is something yeah. I just, something I've just realised. He's not actually in any of the pictures. So what if what if he's what if, what if he's completely somewhere somewhere else, or or you know, I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe what he's being picked doing. off because it's a little bit like one of those American slasher movies where one by one, uh, the the Toffee TV podcast. People have been disappearing. So Baz has gone. You presume he's he's uh, in Tenerife, but you can't see him in the photos. Dave uh, looked a bit shifty, was in a tiny room, kneeling on the floor. Uh, and then he sent us a stock photo of the fourth bridge and is now his computer doesn't work. So I don't know. I, I would just keep an eye out for the remainder of the day, Ped, see what's happening here. I, I'm not being funny, but this this seems like a Netflix show. Yeah. You no, know, like that is. one, Don't F with, don't F with Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is gonna. This is this is gonna. This is gonna take. Um, this is gonna take a team of amateur sleuths to go looking for. Because that's just dawned on me. I've not seen Baz in any of the pictures. Dave's gone missing. He's as you mentioned, a stock photo. This is. Uh, this yeah. This is getting a little bit dark. I'm Imagine just. Got, that. I mean, yeah, me and the, you, me and you, tying yellow ribbons round trees. <sighs> two years on from now, for Baz and Dave, just you know, and then maybe doing an artist doing a picture of what Dave might look like now. Or you know, or if they've changed his appearance. So if you've seen Dave Vitti, if you know where Dave's appear, uh, Dave's whereabouts are, even one of those bits on the side of a bus, or you know, you get the little cutaway section in Crime Watch where my colleagues in Greater Manchester would like to uh, locate the whereabouts of this man, David Vitti, was last seen, etc. That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. If anyone's out there and they have seen Baz, and just get a picture with him, send it to yeah. us, um, so we can, and and also Andy, but. But you know, this is what this is what happens over half time. I, I I don't get it myself. But what would you say if, if someone was looking for a description of Baz, if they are out in the you know Costa del Crime, wherever he's he's hanging out at the moment? What would you say he looks like? He looks like uh, is it Dave Sparky? Would you say he looks like Dave Sparky a little bit or uh, short, um, grey? Um, <laughs> that's just this general that's colour. Kind of, yeah, um, yeah, grey. Yeah, short grey. Um, angry, a bit angry, yeah, time. yeah, a bit angry walking around. So again, fits in probably very much with with, with other people. Uh, what what would he wear on holiday, Baz? I'm, I'm thinking oh. sliders, uh, Lonsdale yeah, I'm like, shorts. I'm thinking like I'm thinking like um, you know classic Wayne Rooney. Yeah, you know the classic Wayne Rooney look of you know yeah sleeveless top, <laughs> sleeveless top, 
burnt, burnt to the armpit, and then just white underneath. All his, uh, um, all his uh, Japanese, Japanese writing tattoos showing, uh, and he's got like a Ciro Sotirio sleeveless uh, Rooney top on. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. As he's, he's in his sliders to go back to the uh, yeah. back to the bar to get the Daily Mail. Yeah, slide. Uh, yeah, slide. Lollipop is optional, of course. Yeah. Yeah, paint of paint of Carlsberg or Carling. Uh, of course, the barman John. All the barman. Every single barman's John. <laughs> <laughs> if you see yeah, it, take a photo I, with him and send it in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what um, I don't know what Dave would be wearing, but there you go. But listen, let's move on from the football for now. We were, I think, we both got this message over over Twitter um, about. We both stayed up and watched the Super Bowl. How was that for you? Oh, it was fantastic. I, I, this sounds terrible, but I was kind of hoping that it was going to be like by the third quarter that I'd I'd know if one team was done and dusted, so I could kind of go yeah. to bed. But it was such a good game that uh, I had to stay with it right the way through. And I mean, I, in, in the time that I've been watching American football, that for me is the best Super Bowl I've watched. I don't know what your thoughts were on it, Pet. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, listen, I'm not a massive American football fan, but I do always tend to tend to stay up for the for the Super Bowl. It's, a, it's an event, and it it, it was good. Um, it was a great game, and it obviously went to like if anyone anyone's ever played FIFA. I'm not sure you two are part of the FIFA generation, but anyone's ever played FIFA. There's a goal called the, there's a goal called the sweaty goal, which basically is when you like. Um, is when you like tease the goalkeeper out, almost like what happened to us on Saturday on Monday night. It's when you tease the goalie out, and then you play the ball square, and basically your teammates got to tap in. That's a sweaty, and that's also how the Super Bowl finished, wasn't it? It was a great game, end to end, and then uh, Kansas maneuvered the ball to get the ball in a place where uh, they could get a kick off, and there'd be no more time. And that it was, it was an amazing game, but they they maneuvered so they would get this sweaty kick. And it, it didn't ruin the game. I mean, it ruined the game if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. But it yeah. just sort of finished on a bit of a meh rather well, than a, a real high. We get these weird situations in American football where um, the Chiefs have got the ball and then they're instructed not to run into the end zone because that means they yeah. can kill the clock even better. And I've, yeah. I've seen the, uh, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns. Is it Cleveland Browns? Is that the, I've seen them pull yeah. someone into the end zone to make them score before yeah, so that yeah. they can get the game going again so yeah. that is the, that's the only like glitch in american football you can have yeah. an absolute head-to-head worldy of of a, of a super bowl like that where they're neck and neck and then it always kind of sometimes if it's that close ends up with who can who's got the ball at the very end with the last few minutes to go and they can just crunch yeah. the clock down and get in field goal range and that kind of that's how you do it yeah. do you know what i mean so it's a shame that it ended like that but whilst we've been talking about the super bowl uh, we did allude to the fact that he may have been kidnapped, but Dave Vitti yes, has reappeared on our screen. Yeah. So, uh... so, yeah, Dave, we just wanted to we just wanted to clarify this. We mm. we we've we've just realised that you're in a nondescript room, sending us pictures of stock photos. Not a stock of... photo. I look well, like well, a stock okay, photo. Okay, can I can I just promise you, right, that I Go took on. that photograph that I've just put on the yeah. WhatsApp group. Okay. I took that about an hour ago. All right, we'll okay. take that as a compliment. Take it, it's so good. Thank you very Take much. it as a compliment, right? Yeah. So we've mm-hmm. got pictures of you in a nondescript room. We've got Baz, who's not in any of the pictures mm. in Tenerife. And, and we were just, we were a little bit worried, actually, for the safety of, of the 1878 FM podcast uh, crew, because yeah. it felt like it was too down and two to go. 
We're well, listen, I, I mean, for, for, for anybody that is concerned, I can assure you now that I'm safe and well. I'm all fine. I'm in good health. I'm being treated well right. by, by everybody here. You know, it's like um, those two RAF pilots during the first Iraq war. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. McCarthy and Terry Waite, wasn't I mean, it? Where's your teeth, Terry Waite? Terry Waite. <laughs> I think he was, a, he was a bit before that. He was Hang the on. radiator one in Libya, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. tied to a radiator, wasn't he? And he was, was the McCarthy. other guy, McNeil. Uh, no, he was kind Nickel. of like he. He writes books on, on Spitfires, because I was listening to his audio book the other way. John McNichol? John Nichol? Something like that? No, it's not that, is it? It's not that. I mean, I mean, yeah, I feel like we've gone off on a weird tangent now. We've gone on to, host- gone on to host- 80s. Hostages, like celebrity hostages. Ho- who's your favourite favorite 80s hostage? John McCarthy. He was my favourite one. Yeah, yeah he was. One a, I, I yeah. said. He, now, he was a Very, former RAF pilot, I think, who, yeah. who he writes books for sure. No, I think you, what you're doing is you're getting there was the two in like the late eighties that was Terry Waite and John McCarthy, and then there yeah. was the two guys who got caught up in the Gulf, who were uh, in the Gulf in the Gulf War. Who got oh, caught. so hang on, so I was right. So Terry Waite and McCarthy they were a double act, you know, but oh, they, we a bit like you and Richie. That's it. We, it, we, it was a decade. I think we were, we were in the wrong. Decade, they were toasties <laughs> in a cave. <laughs> Made the time fly by, though, wouldn't it? I don't know whether this is. Can you imagine? I mean, I tell you what, that's 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 an idea for a new absolute radio station. <laughs> is is actually you know having you and and Richie when you're next off. I mean, I know that you tend to cover each other, don't you? You tend to do the sort of the flying solo thing. But yeah. if you were both off and you got in, uh, I mean, I I don't even know if both of them are still alive. Forgive me if they're not. But you know, Terry Waite and John McCarthy to actually sit in for you. I mean, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I'd love to speak to the pair of them. Just. Yeah. I would do. They'd be fant- fantastic. Very interesting, mm. resilient Maybe people. Maybe this is a new podcast idea. Just go round and speak to. I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately. It's not even funny going round mm. and talking to people who are ex hostages. I think we there's, should. There's, leave. A, there's a Netflix series called Captive or something like that, which is about famous hostage scenarios, yeah. and uh, it is. It's fascinating. I mean, I'm, it takes me right back to. Do you remember there was like a combat survival magazine in the in the late '80s, which every week had a different. Was it was in that kind of era where everyone was obsessed shelf. with. The, with the SAS, that way you were looking. The first, the first episode. I mean, to be honest with out, you, it would be less embarrassing to say that you subscribe to Razzle. <laughs> but I, my, my cousins were in the military police when I was a kid, mm. and they, uh, they used to have copies of this lying around. And I remember the first one had a big pullout bit about the lying um, around the siege in the, um, the, the is it the Iranian embassy siege when the yeah. SAS yes, stormed it? Classic, yeah. yes, yeah. good film. Who dares wins? Mm. That, that kind we of, you know. We this stuff. I don't know. Like, just talk about this. This is a weird tangent. But we were like, we were, we were. This, this stuff was like thrown at us, weren't we? When we were kids, and we didn't even notice. Like every day in the news, there seemed to be a story about someone who was getting kept. Um, who was getting kept hostage. There was always a plane being taken over all the time mm-hmm. when we were kids. All you ever heard was Libya, and then. Then, then America started making films with like Navy SEALs going into Libya. It just seemed part of the zeitgeist all the time. When yeah, we were and kids. Colonel Gaddafi, do you remember him? I mean, he was a yeah. big character in the 80s. His son was an Evertonian, apparently. Was he? Oh, really? Well, there I you mean, go. That, I mean, that's, that's as random as Sylvester Stallone, isn't it? Yeah. But that, but that, that era, that, that 80s era was kind of like... Um, they used to do hijackings, but then people would like just fly. They'd fly to like another airport and then fly, do a yeah. flag out the window and like get out of there do you know what i mean mm, it's like mm. a, a more a more kind of um gentlemanly time of hijacking <laughs> sure yeah no, i mean it was a golden era wasn't it it, it was, was a golden era. yeah yeah, yeah it was. um 
Okay, we were talking about the Super Bowl, and I just want to. So basically, I have nothing to you... add to the Super Bowl, by the way. No, this is fine, really... Dave. I'm I not going to talk about the game. American sport. And That's fine. Before, but I... you know, for the most part, I find American sport rubbish. Mm. But oh, literally, dear, and this is the point I was coming to. Mm. I watched it on an American stream because I am obsessed with the, the adverts and the trailers that come out right. on Super Bowls. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I literally watched. I watched the Super Bowl to know when the trailers for films and TV shows that I love come out. And also the weird um, the weird trailers they have, uh, sorry, adverts that they have featuring like so, so loads of stars. So there was one for Heinz Mayonnaise that had um, uh, John Hamm and oh, yeah. um, Brie, Brie Larson, is it, in a fridge. Mm-hmm. And they were discussing why they were there. And it was because one is ham and one is cheese. And then Pete oh, Davidson yeah. opened the fridge and said, I'm going to eat you. And then when it pulled back, it was them just having a conversation in the kitchen. And that was it for 30. Like, that's the level of weirdness. And, and when you say in a fridge, do you mean like in a commercial refrigerated kind of unit? Or like yes, in a no, massive... like an actual... Like no, like like, like, where, like, a, like where they'd like where they'd hang kind of dead carcasses and things. No, no, like a, like a like a normal person's fridge. Oh right, okay. So, they so the idea there. was Pete Davidson was opening the door and was clearly, uh-huh. you know, not compassmentous for whatever reason. I mean, yeah. it seems to do the trick, which whatever superstar females out there. But uh, that was the level of weirdness that they have, and they obviously pay like a million dollars to go on TV, and they must have paid those two stars, uh, three stars, and an amazing amount of money to get them in the advert, and it's so weird. And I, I just love all that kind of stuff because you never ever sort of see them again. And in the old days, you would have never seen them. Now, obviously, we've got YouTube and stuff. But so well, do you know what? Well, the reason why I think the, the Super Bowl has become more more pertinent and more special is that um, gone are the days where the FA Cup final used to be like an all day event. Do you remember the, the FA yeah. Cup final was like a day's worth of telly? You'd watch them yeah, on, yeah. on the bus and get yeah. the coach and come down from their hotel and head towards Wembley, and it'd be. Like a whole day thing, and like now it's like proper filler, wasn't it? Oh yeah, like oh, now it's just over dead quick, and it's didn't they shift it until later in in the evening yeah, and stuff as well? Hard, mm-hmm. So but, yeah, it's just a bit weird. Yeah, but we got a question about this anyway, and this is another one of the big reasons. So Jack Brokenshire on Twitter has asked us regarding the the game. He said, obviously the the hard time show is such a big thing now, and obviously we had Rihanna, and it was an amazing show. I know a lot of people said we're a bit mm, about the actual thing, but it was an amazing put together show. And he wants to know who would be our dream half time show for the Ooh. Super Bowl. If you could have mm, anybody. That's a good question. Wouldn't you like to, to transport the the UK absolutely budget um, hit the crossbar with the ball thing that we do in British football, and then mm. make Put that in front of the Super Bowl. I have a couple of firemen mm. from from Merseyside try and chip a ball from the halfway line and hit the crossbar of goal, and just or, watch, watch their faces. Yeah, or that's an Rihanna. option. Or, or yeah, or, or or if we couldn't get Rihanna, which is, is unlikely. Do you remember? And this is showing my age. Um, years ago, they had Eunice Huthart, uh, yes. formerly of Gladiators, who came and did a lap around um, around Goodison. But she got booed because she was a ref, right? And she got booed by all four sides of the ground as she went around, which was, that was a, a, a beautiful moment. There was also another one. Do you remember? I don't know whether any, either of you were there. Do you remember when there was a halftime marriage proposal? And so, um, and this is when, I think this is when Simon Ross was doing the, was doing the stadium announcers before Graham was doing it. And so Rossi comes out. Hold, you know, holding the hand of this girl who who wants to propose 
to her fiance who's in the Gladys Street, right? Um, um, but he wasn't there. He'd gone for a piss at half time oh and he wasn't God. there. And they're <laughs> just kind of trying to fill, fill time while he's there. And he's, you know, it's just awful. Awful, awful, um, awful. awful. Yeah, I mean, Rihanna, I think, would be better. Because we, 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 we still do uh, entertainment so badly, like around football yeah. as an mm. event. I always yeah. end up on YouTube watching The Shaman playing ahead of a uh, North London derby. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. That was the best 1992 when we had like the sumo wrestlers and stuff at half time and the, like, the Sky Sports dancers and stuff like that when they really tried to Americanize it. But what's fascinating about like what's fascinating about the Super Bowl is is like normally the half times are only fifteen minutes, but the half time for this was half an hour, and it meant because one of because Kansas's most important play was injured, it gave him it gave him extra time to recover. Like, could yeah. you imagine that in football? Like, mm-hmm. like he was the, like he ended up winning the game for them, the quarterback, and it was like he ended up winning the game because of Rihanna, basically. Because of yeah, the extra, thank the extra her, time. <laughs> so I, I'm a, but just going back to the question, because I legitimately want an answer for this, by the way. So you've got 15 minutes of like your best ever artist ever to do their mega mix of hits. Who, who are you saying, Dave Vitti? Come on, give me a, give me a real oh, answer. Wow. Um, 15 minutes. And they have to be alive, yeah? No, no, you can have anyone. Have anyone. Uh, well, I don't know. Off the top of my head, Prince. Well, we've yeah. had Prince. That was He's done it before best. he was great. That was yeah, the well, best. Well, well, well there you go. I mean, it's a, it's a safe choice because he was great, mm. clearly. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what of about, somebody else. A bit of Phil Collins. I, we saw Phil Collins oh, at the Royal Albert oh, Hall a couple of years ago, and he's got, I mean, he, the, he's a bit of a state now. He's absolutely mm. falling apart, God bless mm. him. But he's got some bangers. In, did he in do Sue Studio? He did Sue Studio indeed. Oh. His lad on drums. I think he's now the he drummer did, for Sam Fender. Uh, his, his lad's an amazing drummer, but uh, he's just great. Imagine that. Mm. Imagine Phil Collins. You see, but it's 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 difficult, or rather, because he did some good albums. And and the thing is, but you you know, if you were driving around in the car and it was a hot day, and you had the Phil Collins album on, the chances are that when you got to a a an area where there might be other people that might hear it, such as you know pedestrian crossing, you'd probably Mm. turn it down because you wouldn't be that proud to be listening to (laughs) Phil Collins' Studio Live, which was a great version, though I I have to say. Yeah. So is that your answer then? Phil Collins. I think that's a good one. No, hang on, okay. that was Bush's answer. That's yeah, Dave, Bush's Dave and I'll go for Phil Collins, Ped. Yeah, okay. Well, why, why not? High five. So, no, I I'm mean, not speaking Phil, Dave. Phil Collins on his own or, or with Genesis? No, he does have Genesis. Wouldn't I, you, don't, I, I, I'm, I like Genesis, but I feel like just pure Phil on his own mm. Phil. That's... That's pure. Well, it could be like that. It could be like that thing of when Beyonce was on, and then and then the other two popped up, literally to say about five words, and then just pop back down again, mm. looking he, all they, gnarly. They, they could just pop up to sing, you know, something for two seconds because that's what happens because it's like a weird mega mix, um, yeah. you know, bit of Mike and the, Mike and the Mechanics for a yeah. minute, for a minute, and then just disappear again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the li- like the quickly up for the living years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. would work. I mean, we've got an idea. Brand. There's the basics oh. of an idea there. I mean, I'll, I'll fire mm. off a, a, an email to NFL UK and see what they say. <laughs> sure. I'm going mean, to go why for. Not? You know, if you, if you don't ask, you don't get. Do you? No? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm gonna go for um I w- I'd go for either um uh, Fleetwood Mac, but mm. unfortunately we haven't got a full set now. But I would have gone for that. Uh, or I tell you one, and I think does this does fit. By the way, it's ACDC. Oh, now, now, now you're talking because I remember going to see ACDC oh. at the Hammersmith Apollo in West London. Now, if that wasn't the best gig I've been to, 
And I'm not saying it, it necessarily was. If it wasn't the best gig I've ever been to, it was certainly in the top three. It was yeah. absolutely knockout. They had like, these big fire cannons on the stage. I mean, they were just immense. And I I'll, loved every second of it. I'll give you my rationale as well. It, because they've mm. got so many songs that are in like Marvel films and you only hear like maybe yeah, yeah, a yeah. little thing of them. Having a mega mix would work perfectly because everybody yeah. would know the songs. Like without going into too too deep into their back catalogue, which you know obviously um, there's, it's immense, but you just get those little mega mixes for, and it, I think that would work perfectly. You could bring maybe get Fly Iron Man in, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in, and all that kind of thing. I think so are you thinking great. the uh, Geordie singer with the the cap and the curly yeah, hair? Or yeah, yeah. Brian Johnson, yeah, or the other one. No, no, no. Brian Johnson's got to be. Okay, I mean he's yeah. a legend. Hundred percent. There you go. I just want before I move on to my last subject before we go. I just want to ask you, um, Andy, the other day I was on the Absolute app and I was flicking through the channels yeah. and it popped up Absolute Kevin. Oh, I can explain this. Come on. So what's happened is they have um, it's run a competition for want of a, a better oh. situation, haven't they? Whereby you can have your own Absolute radio station named after you. And yeah. so the winner of said honour, and it is an honour, is a man called Kevin. Um, who looks unnervingly like Matt Dyson, who he works really does. With, with, with Dave Berry in the morning on The Breakfast Show. Um, and his remit for the station, because presumably you had to put together some kind of proposal as to what your station was going to be, what like the selling pitch. point was. Yeah, like a pitch. And Absolute Kevin is, is it debut singles? Yeah, is debut singles they're... or singles from debut albums, which was stretching mm. it a little bit, but it's mainly debuts. Mm. I mean, would you, if you guys were pitching, what would you, what would you have? Absolute, what, what would oh. you go for? I still That's like, and, and and this is this is certainly no offence, but I, I, it just amuses me that I would love to have one that's just called Absolute Bollocks, <laughs> just because I think it's a great title. Or just terrible songs, just absolutely terrible yeah, songs. Yeah, well, worst the, yeah, songs from most famous artists. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolute bollocks. Just the worst tunes, but yeah. from yeah. some really, really. That know, laughing gnome song by Bowie or stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, absolute that's good. bollocks. Absolute Just bollocks. one it wonders, one it wonders, but not good ones, like bad ones from like the nineties or the two thousands with bands like A One. Yeah, Mm-mm. things my, like my, that. My idea, which they didn't take on board, was uh, absolute radio cancelled. So anyone that's been cancelled for whatever reasons, done something bad. It's just a, an what, entire. You, sort of, you bring them back off the off the bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're back right. in again. It's your one shot. You're on this playlist. Best of luck. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I can, under- tricky. I can understand their 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 reluctance. reluctance. And the advertisers weren't up for it for some reason. Yeah, and that's the problem with commercial radio, isn't it? It's, yeah, you it is have now. to satisfy the advertisers, and when you're dealing with people who have been cancelled, probably for reasons which are. Um, not yes. particularly public friendly. Then it's yeah. a difficult it's a difficult route to go down. Like Lee it's from fun. Blue going on about um, elephants again. Right, Lee, just leave it, mate. Just <laughs> a second chance. Don't blow it. Just on the competitions, I, I thought this the other day. I, I had a really good competition on your, and I'm not trying to plug absolutes because they've got no reason to anyway. But I was thinking, I can't. I I, I wouldn't be allowed to take part in competitions for absolute, would I? Because there's Where's a that? you know. Be, because surely, surely they wouldn't allow me or Dave to enter a competition that with you, you on the radio station. There'd be a conflict of interest there, surely. I think you'd be right. I think you'd be okay, and I think yeah. I, I, th- I think I might just about be okay. Uh, technically, I worked for Bauer, didn't I? Which so I probably wouldn't be able to. But 
I think he would probably be okay. I mean, let's be completely honest. Back in the day, there was all all sorts of tomfoolery used oh. to go on. All sorts of tomfoolery. Mm. Uh, but like now, it's it's very legit. Like the the one where they win all the money that make me a winner. There's like a separate secretive machine that dials out, so you can't. There's no involvement from any of the presenters or anything like that. So you're pretty pretty watertight legally, I think. To well, listen, to take what we take what we can do. Ped, is if you enter that um, on behalf of both of us, that win me the money, and we can, you know, we can we can divvy up the time, and we can do shifts where we have to man the phones, and then we'll just go splits on it at the end. Syndicate. I mean, they're giving away like forty two, fifty grand stuff like that. And then what yeah, we can do, money. what we, we can could... do then, Dave, is we can we can do a show where we're actually live on location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can have like multiple phones and stuff, and yeah, people yeah, yeah. can see us that like, really yeah. there, and we don't just look like we're captors. But let's just finish on this very, very quickly. Let's just finish on this very quickly. So last week we were talking about conspiracy theories. Baz's this absolute bonkers idea that we've never been the moon. Absolute, like, absolute bonkers it, really is also another one. David Icke, mid mornings. Absolute. Welcome to absolute bonkers. See, even that now, even that, you people have a go. Oh no, David Icke spot on what he should. Um, <laughs> but um, what what's going on with all these like things over America? UFOs. Are we thinking the UFOs? Because the first one we know was a big like balloon that apparently was from China. But in the last three or four days, it's gone absolute mad, and these things are just getting blown out of the sky. Like, imagine traveling all that way across the galaxy to be blown up over, yeah. like Michigan or something. What is going mm-hmm. on? Well, you know, if it is if it is balloons, it's another example of uh, how disappointing science fiction is because <laughs> we've all grown up with brilliant stories of robots and, and aliens. And it, look at the state of robots; can't even go upstairs. Aliens, <laughs> the best we've got alien life form wise is like some like bacteria on Mars, and we've been promised like flying saucers and everything. So yeah, that's all been a bust, a massive bust. And then if we finally do get a visitation from a UFO, and it just turns out to be like a weather balloon, which ironically was what the whole Roswell thing apparently was. Then yeah. I feel like we've been, I almost makes me want to never touch science fiction as like a genre again, because it's just a waste of time, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's your general view? And this is quite a large question um, for a sort of end segment. But what's your general view, Andy Bush, on the existence of other life on other planets? I, what's the phrase? Um, absence of what is makes it? the heart grow fonder. <laughs> uh, absence of existence isn't. Oh, there's a good phrase. There's a good phrase. It's an existence of absence. No, is that the word? The right word for it? There's. I don't know. I I read a book on it. Right, I read this book. People on it. subscribe to this, don't they? I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's incredible. But I want. Let me go on. Go on. Go on. Andy. No, no. I was just going to say that. Um, there's got to be something out there. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. got to be yeah, something yeah, yeah. out there. I'm with you. I'm with it's you. Got, it can't the... just be us, yeah. can it? Do you know what I mean? That's no. that's the thing. Yeah, because I if there the... are that many planets, yeah. there's got to be some kind of life form somewhere. Yeah. Why would it just be? Why would there just be life on on this planet and not on one of the? I mean, I don't know how many planets there are, but there's lots. I watch I watch a lot of YouTube videos, as you can imagine, and I mm-hmm. watch a particular channel that uh, it's really educational. It's like it's done in a really good cartoon way, but it's it's not like childish. It's really really good channel, um, and they do really good videos on stuff like this. And they said in the video, in a video I was watching about aliens, they said we're just far away. We're literally no, we're a nothing us. We're Earth and nothing basically. We're just far away that no one can really pick up any of our um, transmissions transmissions but they were like that's a good thing because mm. 
if we were if we were closer, then someone might see us, and if someone might see us, then then we and if they can get to us, then we're in shit street basically. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. basically said. They were like, "We are in the middle of nowhere, and that's a really good thing." Like because if anyone noticed us and came, then that would mean that they'd have the technology to just wipe us out in about two seconds. So be happy that there aren't that there aren't there are shit coaster aliens out there, mm. but they're just they're just they're just too far away from us. And that's a really, really good thing that they're just too far away from us. Well, you, the, the phrase has just come back to me now. Here you go. The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Ah, well, that was worth waiting for. It was worth waiting was for. Worth, worth the waiting absence for. of evidence is not the evidence of, of ab- absence. Ab- yeah, absence. Yeah. In terms okay. of just because we haven't seen anything yet yeah. does not then conclusively prove that there isn't anything out there. And I'm kind Do of you... glad that the those things flying around monitoring us aren't proper aliens because then they will have been... You know, like no, you expect when an alien they arrive, mm. like in the day after tomorrow, that mm. you then start your relationship with the aliens from there. But if they've been secretly yeah, yeah. listening in, they'll have been seeing stuff like the masked singer and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Or that guy trying yeah, to sell, and just, you know, and thinking that the society was imploding. Yeah, and, exactly. And that this was literally, you know, almost like all the incredible developments that, as a species, that we have done and created and built and whatever. And then, you know, if they were to tune in to that on a Saturday night at the Mass Singer or the Mass Dancer, and they would just feel that society had completely regressed yeah. and was just rolling back into, you know, absurdity after all the, all the wonder that's been created. I'll tell you what blows my mind, though, is, is when you think about, and I don't think about it a huge amount, honestly, you know, but it's when you think about space and mm. the galaxy or galaxies mm. or whatever, and just the aspect that this is infinite, like there's mm. no, because in everything that we understand, there is a kind of finite uh, boundary or border or does that make any sense? So uh-huh. yeah, 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 a yeah. city or a town or a country or an yeah, ocean yeah. or, or even a planet you know, has a kind of end point, if you like. Mm, And then so to be in a situation where there is no final border, there is no final end point, there is no line on this, whereby if you were looking out into the galaxy or galaxies and, you know, you're looking towards a planet and then another planet behind it, but then that eye line can just go forever and ever and ever because that is, that's mad, isn't it? That is mad. That is, sounds like the final link on your show on Absolute Radio Bonkers. Absolute bollocks. Uh, Davey, I've no, gone away no, from I... one, playing your hits with a big five at five. <laughs> no, I, they, I, that's I, a good I, point. It is a good point. You know the best mean, one though? I like? No one I like is in, in, um, in, in, in Men in Black in the first one where, I don't know if you've noticed this, but at the end, they, they come out of Earth and it's like whooshing away from Earth. And basically, it, we're all just like marbles in someone's marble bag. And I thought yeah, that was right. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a really clever yeah, way of looking at it because yeah, it was like yeah. it's so big that how do you know what aspect of like what size we are? You know, like when yeah. you watch uh, like a Dr. Seuss one of his films, I think there's a film where they come out of. I think it might have, I think it might be The Grinch, and they come out of it, and it's basically the they are on top of like a sugar mound yeah. of sugar. Or we could we could be in in the hand of some kind of creature does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, i don't yeah. know i mean i mean it's, 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 it's getting it's getting a minotaur now, we're in the hand of a minotaur we're in the hands of a minotaur bass goes away for one week and we we get on a bong and just start pushing the envelope <laughs> but that, that's the thing. 
I know, but isn't this weird? Isn't it a weird conversation to be had fueled on nothing more than tea? Yeah. You know, I mean, at the time of recording, it's like lunchtime. And we've just talked about infinite galaxies and potentially being in the hands of a minotaur and the mass (laughs) singer, all in the same thing. And it almost makes the debacle that was the derby on Monday night frankly irrelevant. It's taking my mind think... off it. It really has taken my mind mm. off it. There you go. I mean, there's you bigger questions, stop. aren't there, sometimes? There, there are. are. Should we, should we end yeah. with a score prediction, then, for this Leeds game, yeah. then? Go on. What, yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah. everyone saying? Genuinely. Uh, we, 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 we win Saturday, we lose against Villa, is what I think. <laughs> I'm going 1-0 Everton on Saturday. Mm. I'll go 2-1 Everton. Um, I think 1-0 as well. I think we win, but I can't see where the goals are coming from, which is why I'm... I'm 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 reluctant to predict two yeah. one or it's going to be close for sure you know but that's why I'm reluctant to to predict two one or even three two or something like that because I don't know where our goals come from but I think we absolutely battle and we we battle like we played against Leeds last season yes um, and I think it's a it has to be an, an absolute it has to be an absolute you know firecracker of a of a game. <laughs> That's Katy Perry's own uh, channel well, on there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolute firecracker. Uh, and one final thing. There was a bit of chat about Damari Gray on his own up front. That would be... Uh, what do you think I about tell that? tell you what, it's not, a, it's not a stupid idea, I don't think, because, no, because think, quite frankly, it's, it's an option. Play. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a little play. bit better when he came on in the derby as well. I think that's he can play under Sean Dice, to be honest with you. I don't think yeah. he works hard enough. But um, is there any... Let me just finish with this. Is there? Are we, are we going to get a... 1878 FM podcast meet up at any game this season. Hey, listen, I was I was thinking about this the other day. I wasn't I was actually wasn't thinking so much about it at a game, but I was thinking that we definitely need to have. I mean, a Christmas party would make sense, or it was a long way from Christmas, but some kind of real life um, physical meetup where we yeah. could I don't know meet halfway in Birmingham or something like that, you know. And yeah, but I mean, meet somewhere. Um, or, or listen, we'll just we'll just come up to you know, me and Bush yeah, can come I'm, up for a game and we go on a Friday night or something like that. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. Well, we'll work that out anyway. That's for off. That's for off it. There you go. Right. Thank mm. you to the boys. Uh, Dave's had a few problems, but you know what? You came back. You came back strong, Dave. Just well, saying that. And and can I I'd just like to say once again, I'm. I'm sorry for any technical issues here, but but I can assure you once again, I'm safe and well. I'm being treated treated you know remarkably well by my by my hosts, um, and that there really is nothing to worry about. And I will be back in my normal surroundings uh, next week. It'd be, it'd be even better if Dave was in one of them. Do you remember in, when they got them sailors in in Iran? They put them in them big suits. It'd be great if Dave had been given one a, a big brown suit by his captor. Do you know what the irony of all this? The irony of all this is. Andy, your coloured walls and the angle of your camera it, suggests it, you're the one in captivity. It's yeah, it it's now? weird. Yeah, it's weird, isn't just it? Like, because... It's just slightly looking up. There's a bit of a door. There's a bit of a egg shelly kind of looking wall. It feels yeah. It feels just like you've been forced in there. You look sat like on the floor. Sat on the floor in my four year old daughter's bedroom. That's that's my office. At the moment, you so. like a, you've got like a fully set up audio room, surely. No, so there's no. a unicorn onesie here, Ped. This is not a professional setup. Why are you sat on the floor? Why are you not on a? I mean, are you like like cross legged, like we used to be in assembly? I'm kneeling, and this is this is um, a footstool that I'm doing this on. It's, it's, it's so budget. The whole thing's just. 
Sam? I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. There you go. We'll be back next <laughs> week. Right, Hopefully all four of us will be here next week. Basil will say him from wherever he is. I simply don't believe he's in Tenerife. But we'll uh, we'll find out. We'll find out if he ever comes back. Will Baz ever come back? That is the question for next week's podcast. There you go. Thank you, thank you for listening. You can watch this podcast also on Toffee TV's YouTube channel. There you go. Thanks. See you later.